Hey listeners, before we get started, I wanted to share with you a brand new podcast that you might be interested in. It's the new Braves Dugout Podcast. This podcast is about all things Atlanta Braves baseball. They talk about roster moves, potential trades, game recaps. Now this may all seem cliche for a sports podcast, but they also include a special segment each week where they talk about controversial topics using only stats and logic and no bias. Controversial topics such as which Braves player should or should not be in the Hall of Fame, why your favorite player may not be as valuable as you think they are, or how certain players you may not like deserve more love. It's the new Braves Dugout Podcast. You can currently catch this podcast. See what I did there? Catch this podcast on Spotify or on Anchor.fm. It's sure to be a hit. With the primary election just around the corner, you may find yourself choosing between a rock and a hard place, between a joker and a fool, between slime and crud. Well, worry no further, because we have a new independent ticket you can choose. That's That's right. right! Forget the Republican and the Democrats. Vote for the Empire Party. Oh, joy! Kylo Ren and Stimpy are your new favorite candidates. Or else. Oh, joy of joys! We'll bring peace between nations. Balance to the galaxy. And don't forget the... Yes. And also a 24-hour Muddy Mudskipper channel on basic cable. And the... And fresh kitty litter on every corner, creating nostril satisfaction. And I'll teach you how to be happy! And teach your grandmother how Can you please stop that? No, no! Then go outside and go away! Sorry, I'm gonna warp! Turn it back! Stop! No, no, go away! You idiot! You got it on my cape! Just go! Go to the basement or something! for and funded by the Kylo Ren and Snippy campaign. I will be ruler supreme, and I approve this message. Let me just go ahead and preface that our guest is going to be coming in via radio because we are having a stupid pandemic still going on, and we got social distancing, so everything will be remote, so if it sounds a little funky, just wanted to let you know, and we even had some complaints from last season that people couldn't tell who was talking when, so uh, this should help out a little bit. So, just wanted to give you a heads up. And here we start with the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above Average Shoe Show! everyone welcome to another episode of the above average joe show today we have a guest again back from last season's finale uh starred in a well didn't even star in anything he worked on a bunch of stuff um just kind of behind the scenes every once in a while made it on screen uh, if you really care about any of that junk, you can go and check out his IMDb or listen to last season's finale. But 
Our guest once again is Joe Nelson. Hey, Joe. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, too. Yeah, you sound thrilled. Yeah, just I'm just ready for this season to be over, you know? I could have just done with, like, just one episode less would have been nice. Okay, well, I sure hope to have this not as painful as you make it sound like it's going to be. Um, so what kind of questions do you have for me this time? Well... You haven't worked on anything new, right? No, I've been out of the industry for a couple of years now, so I haven't really worked on anything. Do you have any old stories you want to tell, maybe? Well, one of the stories I thought might be interesting was when I worked on a film that starred Queen Latifah and Dolly Parton. If you want to check it out on IMDb, you can go ahead and catch the title. Um, staying away from the title, just because of the non-disclosure that I had to sign and everything, just to, you know, play it safe this round. So anyways, while working on Joyful Noise, um, I got hired to work as an Asian, because I am Asian. That was a good fit. Uh, this is background work, too. This wasn't a speaking role or anything, but got hired to work as an Asian in a church scene. and so we filmed for, I think it was like two days. And on the second day before we left, one of the PAs came over and asked me, do you want to work a couple more days? We've got like another scene that we can put you in if you want to, if you want to come back some more. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I have nothing else to do. So uh, I said, sure, why not? Wow, that's, that's great. So anyways, <laughs> um, so I came back the next couple days. And when we came back the next day, they decided to do a funeral scene. And not going to give too much away, but when they had to split us up on where to seat us for the funeral, they had churchgoers go to one side of the plot, and then they had all of the Asians go to the other side of the plot. And so it was like, all the Asians on the right. <laughs> Um, and I don't think they realized that I was supposed to be in with the churchgoers because I was in the church scenes. Or maybe it was intentional. I don't know. They really didn't say. Or maybe it was supposed to be intentional. They really didn't say. And so I went ahead and just sat where they placed me, did what I was told. Did not realize I was going to be like right behind the main actors in the scene. We start filming the scene and the uh, director. Well, actually, the assistant director first came out and was like, okay, here's what's happening. We're at a funeral. Act like you're in a funeral and just don't laugh at anything that's going on in front of you. <laughs> uh, so we, we all started just acting like we were at a funeral. And little did most of us know that the, I think, four or five of us that actually ended up on screen can cry on cue. That was completely not planned at all. And so after about the third or fourth take, the director himself comes out and was like, guys, just, this is incredible. Just keep doing what you're doing because I totally believe that you guys are like crying and I can, I can see literal tears coming from your eyes. This is incredible. This is awesome. And I don't know or can't even recall another time where 
we had a director come out to speak to the background because they were doing such a stellar job on it on a show i i can't think of a single other time that that's happened so i just thought that was pretty cool and ended up doing i think it was probably close to about a week and a half of days on that show if i remember correctly wow that's great so is that that the end of the story yeah that's that's pretty much the end of it i just thought it'd be kind of interesting and kind of fun for all of the listeners out there to hear a neat little story of where you kind of get shooed into the wrong spot and it ends up being the right spot okay well let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back with more joe nelson song with you again right is that, did i did i read that right yeah i brought another song it's a song that i'd written a few years ago it's called all that yes oh 
I thought it was called a power drill in my ear canal. So it's pretty much what it sounds like to me. Is there any background we need to know on this song? Well, I write... You know what? Don't care. this guy well not here with this guy here remotely with this guy um joe nelson he worked in film and stuff but this is actually kind of exciting during the break we kind of talked it over and since we have no more film stories we are actually going to hear uh, what's been going on a little bit in your personal life specifically um ghost stories so you 
think your apartment might be haunted. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, I've been having some, I guess, kind of strange occurrences, weird occurrences, some odd things happening in my apartment. And it all started probably close to about nine months ago now. And some of this may not be in like exact order, but I remember that it started with just like lights flickering in my apartment, which at first I was like, oh, well, it could be the wiring, could be something wrong or whatever. I don't know. But the lights would like flicker just in the kitchen. And I would literally be like, okay, just stop. And they'd stop flickering. And so I had the maintenance guys come out and they said they fixed it. Um, I don't know if they, what they actually did. I don't know if they rewired stuff or checked it. They never said exactly what they did. But then after that, the dining room started flickering. And same thing. It happened a couple of times and each time I was like, okay, just stop. Just stop flickering. It would just, the flickering would just stop as soon as I said something. It was like the weirdest thing. And then I would also have my cat just like sitting near the room, just kind of staring up at the lights, which maybe it was the flickering light. So I eh, kind of wrote it off as lights were flickering. So she was just staring. But then she started staring off into other places, too, which I cats sometimes do that. Dogs sometimes do that. So I didn't really give it too much thought quite yet. Um, and then one day I came home from work. And this was on a weekend, and our maintenance guys don't work on weekends in our apartment. So, came home, and there was a fan on in my apartment. It's a fan that is built into the wall that I had never turned on. And the reason I know that I never turned it on is because I came home, the fan was on. It took me 20 minutes to figure out how to turn the thing off. So after 20 minutes of trying to find the switch for it, it turns out it had one of those little chains like you have on a ceiling fan that you just pull down. It had one of those chains on the fan, but there was only like four little links on it. So there wasn't a whole lot. And when I tried pulling on it, it like hurt my fingers to pull on it. So I know that the cat could not have done it. Could have been some sort of short that triggered it and turned it on. I don't know enough about electricity, so that could have happened. Um, I double checked with the apartment complex. They said nobody had come over into my apartment as far as they know, no maintenance guys or anything. So that was just kind of odd and unexplained. Came home probably like a week later. And one day I was like looking for my bedroom slippers and I ended up finding them in the storage room, which I rarely ever go into other than to change the cat litter. Uh, found them in the storage room next to the closet with the toes up against the closet with the shoes next to each other, which I never stack my shoes like that. I never place my shoes nicely. Uh, pretty much anywhere, unless I'm visiting somebody's house. Oh, yeah, I do the same thing. I usually just kick them off and throw them into a corner, and they just kind of land however they want to land. Which I... Though for a fact that I had thrown my slippers in the hallway in the corner where my closet and my bathroom door meet. 
And I remember throwing them there and having them stack crisscross like they always do because they just fall in a corner. But then I came home and found them nice and neat and in, in a completely different room. So I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, that that is kind of strange. And then after that, I'd say probably like a month after that, I had a day that I was working on my computer. I was sitting on the floor and I had a mattress on the floor. So I was sitting on the mattress that was on the floor. So I was maybe like six inches up off the ground. And I had all of the lights off, but I had the, the window open, but it was kind of a dreary day. So there's a little bit of light coming in, but not like super bright light to where I could see everything perfectly. So as I'm working on my computer, out of the corner of my left eye, I see this black object come up towards the bed. And it was on the floor. It was about the size of my cat, from what I could tell, out of my peripherals. Wasn't really paying too much attention, because I thought it was the cat. And waited for about a minute for the cat to jump up on the bed and start nudging me for petting and stuff. And, and it just never happened. So I was like, okay, well, maybe she laid down on the floor. So I moved the computer over, looked down at the foot of the bed where my feet were, and no cat. I was like, okay, so that's kind of weird. And I didn't see her go off to the right, didn't see her go off to the left. And so I look up and around the room, and she is perched up on a shelf that is like two feet off the ground. And she's literally staring at the spot that I thought she had crawled to. And she's just, like, giving it this death stare of what in the world. Which I thought was a little bit strange. Like, very. And then I was like, Lily, do you see something? And she kept staring at the spot. Normally when I talk to her, she will look over at me like, Are you talking to me, human? And she did not. So I thought that was strange. So I was like, Lily, Lily! And then she looked at me. And I was like, did you see something? And then she looked straight back at that spot again and kept staring at it. At which point I was like, okay, maybe there's something more going on than what I'm thinking is going on here. Maybe all of this paranoia isn't paranoia and maybe something strange actually is going on. Yeah, that's, that seems like there's at least something going on there. That's not normal. So a month after that, I... I have a hammock that's sitting out on my porch and I love laying on my hammock. So I decided that I'm just going to spend a couple hours out on my hammock after a hard day's work or whatever, pour me some lemonade, and sit out in the sunshine and just relax and enjoy myself. I wish I was enjoying myself. Okay. So, and so while I'm chilling on my hammock, I look over into the apartment and all of a sudden, I see Lily, my cat, darting towards the patio door, towards the glass door. And she gets to the door, puts her paws up on it, and starts pounding on the door. Which is like, okay, strange that she needs petting this bad. But then I notice that while she's pounding on the door, she's looking back over her shoulder. She's looking back into the apartment to see if something is coming. And she keeps pounding on the door. At which point, I like pounded on the window and stuff, and she did not let up. So, thought that was strange. 
And so I got up and she backed off a little bit. I just tried to, I tried to come into the apartment and the door was locked. The door locked behind me somehow. And upon further investigation of this lock, just to let everybody know that the way it's set up, if I close the door, it actually forces the lock to open all the way up. I have trouble locking it closed. And so, and it's not even like loose enough to where it could have fallen from the cat pounding on the door. I can't even pound on it enough to get it to fall down, let alone the cat pounding on the door to make it fall. So I had to call maintenance. Maintenance had to come down and use their key to get into my apartment and then unlock the door to let me back in, which is embarrassing enough. And then as I'm talking with the maintenance guy, I'm telling him, okay, my lights were flickering before, and then I've had this happen, I've had the fan cut just randomly on when I come home, and all this other stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, I had the same thing happen to me, too, in the last couple of weeks. I went out on my patio door, and I had to have my, I think it was his wife or his kids or somebody, somebody had to let him back in because the same thing had happened. And on top of that, he tells me that he's got one of those hotel locks, that like swivels. And so when you have it locked and you open it up, it only opens like three or four inches because it'll catch on there. And he said that he went and checked his mail one day. And when he came back, that thing had swiveled shut. And he's like, there's there's no way it could have like swiveled on its own. There's, it's It's impossible. So he got locked out of his own apartment from it. And on top of that, within the last couple of weeks, that his dishwasher just turns on automatically for absolutely no reason in the middle of the night. Several times that it's done that. He's like, there's nothing wrong with the wiring. There's, it's, it's got a twist knob that you have to twist in order to turn it on. So it's not like a short would just like make the entire knob twist. So he's been having issues with all of that stuff, too. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's kind of strange. Do you know if anybody else is having issues? He's like, yeah, I've heard a couple of other things, too. And so I'm like, oh, great. So at this point, I go down to the leasing office, like the next day or so, to pay my rent. And while I'm there, I talk to the guy that's sitting at the front desk. And I was like, hey, so... I've been having all of these issues. I've been having the lights flickering, which they fixed that, which is fine. No big deal. I had my fan turned on when I came home one day, which I never turned it on. And it was a weekend and you guys said nobody had come into my apartment. So that was kind of strange. I've had things now moving in my apartment. I haven't seen them move, but they're like in places that I did not leave them in. They're set in a nice orderly fashion, which I don't do. <laughs> And then I got locked out of my apartment on my porch and just all sorts of weird things are happening. And so the guy's like, well, I haven't, that's just kind of weird. I was like, Do you, have you guys had any other complaints about ghosts or spirits or anything weird like that? And he's like, no, not that I know of. But then the apartment manager comes out because he hears me talking. He's like, yes, we have, we have. <laughs> And he tells me that there's been like a dozen people that have come to the leasing office to say, hey, 
I'm having strange things going on. Not only does he tell me that, but he's like, oh, and it's so weird because all of this started happening just a little bit ago, right after we had a family that had just up and moved out of their apartment one night. Just in the middle of the night, they packed everything up and they left. And the only thing they left in their apartment was this. And he pulls out a Ouija board. Oh no, those things are so evil. I know. That's why I was like, so kind of like, you. why are you keeping that? <laughs> they opened some sort of portal. You can't close the portal with that thing as far as I know. You just need to get rid Burn of it. it. Throw it away. Break it. Just do somehow get rid of it. These issues aren't going to go away until you get rid of that stupid thing. Which he just kind of laughed at me. Which, I think they got rid of it. I hope they got rid of it. But I also had a friend of mine that had sent me some sage. And so I started saging my apartment every couple of weeks or so. For the first month, I think, I did every week. And then after that, it was like every two weeks. And then from then, it was just like, whenever I see the cat acting up, because I've had times where... I'll be in the kitchen. I look over in the dining room while the cat's just like running around the house. And it's like, oh, she's just playing. But I see her like run like she's chasing after something. I will run around the house with a string. And she will chase the string. So I know what it's like when she's chasing things. I saw her run through the hallway, jump up on the table, run across the table. And she was about to leap through the wall but she stopped just short of the wall and just started staring at the wall and i was like lily are you okay and she literally just kept staring at the wall again which i mean you can write it off as being an animal and she's just like staring off into nothingness but at the same time it seems so strange that she gets so fixated on these things because normally i could just say something and it distracts her but when she's she doesn't look away it totally feels like something completely else so um hope that was exciting and hope y'all got something out of that that's yeah that that was great well anything you want to plug or anything before we call it quits or anything you feel like talking about else or anything like that yeah, I think I'm actually good this time. I, I think I plugged everything last time that I have. I haven't really started anything new, so um, we could just, we can call it quits. That's that's fine. Okay, well, let's do that. Thank you for, oh, thanks for joining us on the Above Average Joe Show for season two finale. We will be back next year for season three. And a special thank you to our guest, Joe Nelson. Special shoutouts on this episode go out to JN and JLC for writing, composing, and performing all of the Jelly Rat and the Cheese Chaser lead vocals and music. Audience vocals on Trap Queen, live from the cellar. Performed by JN, JLC, Reese Bertley, Chris Marks, Isabel De La Cruz, Anna Lily East, and Sherry Billings. 
Be sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram and Twitters and look us up on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also check out another podcast I co-host, The Extra Unordinary, and some other great media content by Moon Possum Productions at moonpossum.com. This is Meow Meow More Like It. Meow Meow Run Away.